Hey, Charlie girl. Hey, Corey girl. Yolanda Boo. Hey. So, Corey, I was at Yolanda's house this weekend. Wait, where was my invitation? I was going, I got my hair braided. Okay, fine. <laughs> I got crochet braids for my vacation coming mm-hmm. up next week. Because you know, this black thriving. girl swims. <laughs> and I want to be Yay to black girl swimming. Okay. Say it proud. Uh, yeah, seriously, I, 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 I swim. And I want to be Beyonce in the water and let my hair just do all the things it does. <laughs> and glisten. <laughs> and glisten and, and just get be bay in the in the pool in the and the ocean. And you want it to come out and be exactly and the flow, same way. Exactly. And I want my curl pattern to stay put yeah. <laughs> and I get out of the water. So anyway, Yolanda's hair, as if y'all don't know, Yolanda's waist length braids are everything. They are everything. Um, Check it out on Yoli Zama. <laughs> on, Instagram. On, on Instagram. They are everything. And thanks to my braider, Mary. Mary. Hey. Shout out to Mary. So I called up Yolanda. I was like, girl, you know what we do. I need your braider. What's good? I've tried crochet braids for the first time. I love them. But anyway, I was at Yolanda's house hanging out with her sons who are yes. everything, her boys, and she cooked for me. Which I never cook. Oh my god! I'm did one you of those make? Parents. Did you make jollof? Did Jesus. they make jollof? No, it wasn't oh, jollof. Can't make jollof. I don't know anything about jollof. Please, <laughs> what is the thing with jollof, girl? Jollof is like a, a national treasure to most West African countries. Okay, so you don't want to touch it unless you're from there. So, but what she- is the food treasure for South Africans? Hmm, South Africans love. Uh, there's so many things. One of the big things that's come to mind first is bop and vors, which is basically like polenta with sausage. That sounds, Ooh, that really sounds good. good. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. Well, Yolanda made salmon and mac and cheese, but I have to share this and then we'll move on. Yolanda didn't want me to taste her mac and cheese because she felt like because I was black American, I was going to be real bougie about <laughs> my mac and cheese. And I was like, give me some of that mac and cheese. It was everything. I know better. I don't cook jollof for West Africans and I don't <laughs> cook mac and cheese around African Americans. You no way. Mm-mm. I know better. I didn't know that was the thing. I didn't know I was, but you know, I'll be honest. I'm African American, but we didn't we didn't grow up with mac and cheese like that. Like mac and cheese is not a thing. I am for sensitive us. about collard greens, but oh, no, see, collard greens. I'm is, glad I didn't make. And no I'm collard sensitive greens. about grits. <laughs> see, see? I am there are some things. Yeah, no. But if and you're sensitive bread. about your mac and cheese, let us know. Hashtag Yes Girl Podcast. <laughs> I really need to know because I was thinking for the mac and cheese. But anyway, as usual, a lot going on this week. Yes, yo. Can mm-hmm. we start start with Auntie Aretha Shade? Oh, oh my God, Aretha, Auntie. Okay, so her. in case y'all don't know, Aretha Franklin. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> it's just so good. It is. She good. sent a fax to the Associated Press. <laughs> yes, a fax. So I want to know the Staples or Office Max, either one, <laughs> still sell fax paper girl I want to know like she had to have to go plug it in no it probably stays plugged in she oh, oh my god but wait let's finish because we're not even getting to the well, end that's true, of that's who true. she sent the fax so to who she sent and the why? fax to the Associated Press to clarify y'all <laughs> clarify for the record so you know that she wants you to know that Dionne Warwick is not and has never been Whitney Houston's godmother <laughs> God. Wait, Whitney Houston been gone. God rest her soul for like what? Four years now. Four, I no, think. five, five, five Three, years. Four years. Oh, five. It's. Thought, I'm still hurting. But I thought Dionne Warwick was Whitney's biological auntie. Because isn't Dionne um, Whitney's father's sister? I always thought mm-hmm. she was the godmother. I always oh. thought she was a godmother. But you know what? We will Wikipedia that. We yes. will check that. Go to the Google. But what I was. But the facts, um, y'all. The facts that uh, Aretha Franklin is a little bit correct because apparently Darlene Love was the godmother. 
Like she was, you know. <laughs> Name okay. the guy. Can someone tell me how this beef even resurfaced? Because you know Aretha and Dion. We already know Aretha and Patty's beef is is iconic. Oh my! But God. Aretha and Dion. Oh my! God. You know what, Bob, our producer. Shout out to Bob. Hey, Bob. He just pulled up the facts, and Dion Work is a maternal first cousin. Oh, cousin. Okay. But that so. means they're family. They are right. family. Yeah. So Aretha's to... like, you already have family. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to take godmother. <laughs> As, well. As well. I'm so, just like, facts, y'all. We need to talk about the levels of petty, right? So are you Remy Ma levels? Mm. Are you Mariah? I don't know her. J-Lo levels? Oh, that was everything. Or are you Aretha petty levels? Oh, my God. Is there like a That's baby a... under Remy Ma petty levels? I'm still working on my <laughs> petty, wor- petty workouts. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't fully flexed my petty muscle. You know, or are you K Michelle levels of petty? There's so many layers. They are layers. I love and the levels. Ball, can I just me say too. the petty scale on either side makes me happy? I guess it depends what day it is. Right? Yeah, okay. you could be some one kind of petty on Monday. I've never been petty enough to plug in my old fax machine. At first, I have to <laughs> no. go to the storage unit. No, dust it off. <laughs> Find the cord, plug it in, buy Lord. some paper, right, Corey? <laughs> that I is crazy. It. That is level. Whoever wrote uh, and said this was old lady shade. Oh, I love old lady shade. <laughs> Wait mm. a minute, but let me just read it. Let me just clarify. She told them she could not have been Whitney Houston's godmother because she didn't have the time. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't have the time. I just wouldn't. I would have wanted to be the intern at Associated Press, whose job it is somehow to still check the fact machine. <laughs> And who picked that up and was like, Aretha Franklin just said the most pettiest facts of all time. Wait, do you think she typed it or she wrote it? That's what I'm wondering. I was like, just thinking it too. I like, think who? she asked her assistant's assistant to type, type and send in the facts. I don't that. think Aretha Because I think she wanted to make it official. Wait, Absolutely. but I feel like Aretha record. still has, you know that cursive, the way that our mothers write? Yeah. Oh, the way we were cursive. taught to write? Yeah. 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 She may have written it out. With mm-hmm. like, she probably did the accents on the eyes. You know how they write. Oh yeah, the yeah. over sixty crowd. Is there a photo of this fax? I will <laughs> we go. We're going about <laughs> we to Google it. We're about it. to Google it. Oh, we'll put it up on Essence Instagram later today. Well, I had a little interesting tidbit. So yesterday, Sahita Garrett came by the office, and for half of y'all who are like, "Who what?" So the young girls at the Essence were like, "What? Who? who? Say what now?" They started googling, and I was like, "Michael Jackson." A Liberian girl. From that, too? Yes. She was on the tour, Dangerous Tour. She wrote Man in the Mirror. Yeah. She sang with him, I just can't stop I'm loving you. Yep. Receipts. She's got a lot of receipts. But apparently she's been bubbling up again because, A, she has a new single with Common, which is very excellent. It's called Ghetto. But um, someone said that she's in a meme with her song with Dennis Edwards. Don't look any further. You know that Mateo. song? Mateo. Come Somebody Mateo. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I love that we have Yolanda, okay? <laughs> to give us all the I notes. have vocal, vocal, um, what's the word? Um, Tourette's. Yeah, I love it. I have vocal Tourette's. Good. Don't stop. So she, so we were talking about it, and she goes, and I said, well, is there any backstory to that song? And she said, actually, it was supposed to be Dennis Edwards and Shaka Khan. Ooh. And Shaka Khan and Dennis Edwards just could never, the schedules didn't mesh up. They could never make it to the studio. But... The producer of the record company was like, you know what, Sahida, we just like your vocals. We're going to keep you on it. The thing is, those are demos. Wow. It's a demo. It's Sahida Harrod's demo. Wow. Her demo is that motherfucking great. Wow. That is left on the song until the song that we all know and love today. Her wow. demo. Her demo. Which has been sampled how many times in hip hop? Wow. 
doom, doom, Corey doom, is always doom, full doom, of doom, No, it was great. So we, we loved having you. Shout out to Sahida. We loved you. Thank you for stopping by, giving us that little, you know, tea going into uh, Black Music Month in a couple months. So. Mm-hmm. Or oh, two months, whatevs, whatevs. Yeah. So what's pop? what else is popping in hot culture? Pop so culture. sadly, yesterday was the anniversary of Left Eye's passing. Mm. We miss her. Yes. The internet, the world, everybody still misses Left Eye. So my feed was 15 years, 15 years ago. Wow. Um, my feed was full of memories. You know, she she brought a lot to the culture. She did. Can we talk she about really it? She really did. She really did. I mean, just from her eclectic, the way she wore her clothes, the way she carried herself, mm-hmm. she... I mean, she was a voice. And, and she, she wasn't was afraid like to use it. A free spirit. Yes. She was the carefree black girl of the nineties. Yes. Left high? Yeah. I mean, yeah, she burned her ex's house down. Yes. But we've all wanted to do that at some point. Yeah. No, I'm just I mean, I'm just kidding. But, but I loved like her we for all felt through that on it. You I know, love I mean, that she, she Yeah. She just didn't say it. and no one was hurt. No, no, thankfully. Yeah. But she was carefree and she even when she passed, she was on a journey of self discovery. That's true. She was at, where was she? In Honduras, Honduras, Honduras. Yep. yeah, on like a yoga retreat mm-hmm. or some sort of some sort of spiritual retreat. I don't want to say yoga, but it was some kind of spiritual retreat. Yeah, and that's when she passed. So she was always sort of chasing like joy, yeah, mm-hmm. and her happiness. And also, we were talking about this this morning, Yolanda, yeah. in our meeting. Mm-hmm. Remember when it first it was like you, everything was sexy and get and body con in the eighties and big hair. Yep. And then in the nineties, thanks to groups like TLC. We were able to to see that like sexy casual chic situation yeah, happen in chic. fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you could wear a crop top and some baggy, jeans, some baggy jeans and still, you know, pull give ask to have someone ask you for your number. Yeah. Yep. I appreciate that. No scrubs, no scrubs. No, no scrub and they taught us what a scrub was. And Left Eye was thirty two when she died, right? Yeah. So around thirty two. But then we got to talking about all the singers we've lost um in black music that were under thirty five. So and many. Our producer Bob told us, just reminded us that Tammy Terrell, Minnie mm-hmm. Minnie Ripperton, yeah. Tammy Terrell was like twenty four. Yeah, I can't believe that. Florence Ballard from the Supremes. Yeah, remember she was thirty four. Well, I don't know, but there's so many people that we've lost. I mean, I even still think about Amy Winehouse. Yeah, I mean, for what they, I I appreciate and Lorraine Hansberry for that matter. I know it's not a, she's not a singer, but for what they did in the short period of time they were here with us and the legacies that they left, the gifts that they left, it still lets you know that you got to live your life. You got to do what you came here to do and just do it. Do it. Aaliyah. 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 Oh, my goodness. I'm turning 35 in September. 35 and fabulous. Is that 35 for the first time? Yes. Okay. Uh, Yeah. The first time. Just check. Oh! (laughs) That was Aretha. I was just practicing my Aretha. What level Aretha was that? That was Aretha yes, for the first shade. time. Looking 25. <laughs> thank you. No, but um, just really turning 35 and thinking about what you're saying, yeah. reflecting on that. You know, you really. I feel like I'm really li- beginning to live. You yes. know, so their lives were really cut short. But you know what? They Thankfully, they gave us their gifts yeah. early, you know. Yeah. But, okay, and not to jump to something also shady. Ooh. But can we talk about this Jesse Williams divorce? Oh. So, I mean, we we're gonna, let's pour a little bit like, out for oh. black love. Let's pour a little bit out for black love. Can we have a moment so of silence sad. for black love? That's so sad. Yeah. We need a good two seconds. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> we, I thought for sure that they would be together. Like, me too. Yeah, me too. I think we all did. Aaron Drake, 
Yes. Erin Drake Lee, his wife. Beautiful black woman. Yeah. Real curves, real body. Oh, see, she looked like us. Yes. She looked like like us. Natural. Oh. And he praised that the church of his beautiful black wife. Mm -hmm. He loved her, that she was by his side. Met him him when she when he was a school teacher yes they were both right she was um, she was in advertising i think and he was a a school teacher a woke teacher in philly and they were together to have two kids he's up here at the bec wars preaching about black girl magic and we're a speech of his life speech of his life he's always clapping back at folks staying woke for himself for his wife and i've given him money for that emo uh, ebroji app i love the ebroji I bought the Ebroji Shout out app. to Ebroji. Okay. Which Erin Drake Lee, by the way, is a co-founder. Yes, so. she is. Oh, supporting cute. her too. So, yeah. They did business together. Yeah. And then we find out, we hear, that they are getting a divorce oh, this week. That was so sad. Well, you were and I was and Corey was, but some people on the internet were literally celebrating. <laughs> yes. I love the, were... the gif of people like being sad one moment and then it's like the the moment you find out um, uh, Jesse Williams is getting divorced and then like a second later it's like ah, like that just he's laughing back on the market. and being really excited about it so, so Girl, folks are sliding in his DMs <laughs> now and I it have ain't a Mika Kelly it ain't Mika Kelly either oh we have to hold on to that that's the real that's heartbreak. some libel yes. shade so let's leave that's that true. That's I don't true. know There's we no... don't know if it's true allegedly Allegedly, 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 allegedly. allegedly. But I couldn't believe all the celebration, y'all, because I, I, come on, y'all, a marriage has ended. I know. Yeah, I know. It's sad. It's sad. But <laughs> he is cute. <laughs> he is. He and you is, know what? Not but... for that. I mean, no offense, Aaron. We love you. We love you. Love you. But I will say this: one of my dearest girlfriends, her mother had a not so great first marriage. She had a wonderful second marriage. Mm. And I always love I to love tell it. people that, like. You never you, know. You never know. Yeah. So, Aaron, I'm wishing you a fabulous second marriage. Yes. Also, um, I hear that it, the divorce was a mutual. You know, they agreed. It's amicable. It was amicable, yeah. thank you. An amicable divorce. So, yeah. you know, if you if two people aren't happy and they want to move on, we should support that. Yeah. That's true. But talking about happy, couples that are happy. Yes. Today on the show, we have one of my, our most favorite couples here at The Essence. Megan Good and Devon Franklin. Yay. Yes. Be fun. They are such couple goals. They were so cute oh. when we talked to them. Oh, my gosh. Please, please, please enjoy this love conversation. But also updates on what other things they have going on and just how they're making it work. And, you know, they are a spiritual couple. So they are. get ready for the gems. Yes. Yay. Praise the Lord. <laughs> All right. This is a special edition of Yes, Girl. Yes, Girl. Live from L.A. L.A. With Megan Good and Devon Franklin. Hey. 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 I like to call them the couples couple. And we've got a special guest. <laughs> Another special guest. I'm here, everyone. Charlie Penn, your love editor. Hey. It's Megan and Devon. I couldn't miss this. So this is the Hollywood edition. So we need to. That's why we got so many people. Right. Uh, and we're in Hollywood. Hollywood. So. And we're going to um, be Hollywood. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. uh, but first thing we want to know is, you know, our podcast is called Yes, Girl, because how many times do y'all say yes, girl? And the different meanings. I, I don't be saying Yeah, I don't know. Make him on Devon. Make him on Devon. Make him on Devon. Make girl. It has He'll different be. meanings, right? <laughs> yeah. Girl, 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 girl. Yes. That means like five different five things. Five different right? things. Yeah. Sure yes. Yes, girl. Disappointment. Yes. Shock. Yes. Yes, girl. <laughs> yes, girl. <laughs> yes, exactly. girl. 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 She gets it. She gets it. 
So we love you guys, and we've been following y'all's career forever. I know oh, back man. when you were behind the scenes, Devon, doing your studio thing. Yeah, yeah. And Megan, we've been following you since, I know we looked on IMDb, and I know some people question IMDb, but I do love IMDb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. um, and they have you down as number girl number two in Friday. Yeah. Is Did that not correct? know that. That is true. I had no idea. Girl number two. Um, It's so funny because I tried to audition for it, and they didn't want to see me initially. And then I happened to be walking past them when they were auditioning little girls, and I asked, I was like, can I audition? They were like, sure. And I came in, and I auditioned, and F. Gary Gray was like 25 years old, and I did my little lines. He's like, can you say some curse words? And I was like, I don't think I can say that. And then he was like, okay. And then they just told me I got the job. Next thing you know, I was on the set, and I was there for two weeks and didn't do my lines until like the last week. And um, I remember Michael Clark Duncan was Tiny Lester's stand-in, and I used to make them tuna sandwiches every day. And I was obsessed with Paula J. Parker. I love it. Oh, wow. So I do want to kind of go back to that, because you at that point you are like 13, 13, 14. yeah. And it takes a lot of guts to be a little girl on a set and be like, mm-hmm. can you see me? You yeah. know, like, mm-hmm. so tell me, t- walk us through what Megan was like at 13. Because when we saw you on the screen, <laughs> it always looked like you had it all together. But yeah. what was going on? Um, Especially in Eve's Bayou. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. Bayou. Wow. <laughs> I, you know, it's, it's from Friday to Eve's Bayou was a year in between. And I, I came a long way. Like on Friday, I was so nervous when I finally got to my line because I had been there on set chilling for two weeks. For some reason, I kept forgetting my line. And, like, Chris Tucker was like, little girl. He's like, I'm going to need you to get it together, you know. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was it was one of those things where I had been acting since I was a kid and, you know, doing commercials, Barbie, you know, Burger King, whatever you could think of. And um, Friday was my first speaking role. So I was, like, super excited, super nervous. But after that, I was like, all right. It's game time. I have to show people what I'm capable of. I have to get a leading role in a movie, and I have to get something where I can show that I can, you know, do drama. And um, when Eve's Bayou came around, I had literally did the table read for Casey Lemons playing Eve when I was 10. And the script didn't actually get made until, you know, three, four years later. So by then, I was like, I have to be Sicily. I will do everything in my power to be Sicily. And then I ended up getting it by the grace of God. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Now, Devin, what was your first foray into Hollywood? Um, yeah, 18 years old. I started as an intern for Benny Medina at oh, Handprint wow, Entertainment really? back when, uh, they, yeah, Handprint is not even around anymore, but back in the day, they represented, uh, James Lasseter and Benny were partners with Jeff Pollock. God rest his soul, he passed away years ago. Uh, but they represented Puffy, J-Lo. Everybody. Will, mm. Jada, Vivica, Maya Campbell at the time. So oh, wow. I started going to USC in 96 and started interning there when I was 18 and, uh, you know, just parlayed that to where I'm sitting now. Now, did you have an official internship? Like, did you do a resume or did you just, like, knock on the door? No, no official internship. Sent it in. Everything went in for the interview. It was was official. I was their first intern. And then when Overbrook started, which is Will Smith and James Lasseter's company, they started in 1998 when they got their deal with Universal. And so I left Handprint and followed them there. And I was Overbrook's first uh, intern. And then when I graduated USC, I was James Lasseter's uh, second assistant for about two years. So my first six years were working, you know, with Benny, James, Will, and learning. I mean, you know, it was just nothing but being in grad school every day. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. What was it your was biggest intense. thing you learned at that time? That there is no exception for anything less than excellence, period. And if you are comfortable with it, then get out. 
Like that 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 was it. It was like, oh, okay, these dudes are in this position and these women are in this position for a reason because they're serious. And that was, you know, sometimes you think entertainment is like, oh, you know, lights and fun and all that stuff. But like, no, this is life or death in, in that this is what people's career and their calling is. And so learning that and seeing that and seeing how serious they were. I mean, if anything was out of place that they needed for the client, it was a problem. And because they would not let anyone be comfortable just getting by. And the only one of people around them that had the same propensity for excellence. And so that's something now, which is very hard. Because especially when you're in charge, you know, now I run my own company and I have staff and whatnot. Not everyone's used to that. And so it's very, very difficult when that's been my training. And then I'm trying to, you know, deal with people and still be considerate, but still not lower the standard. Definitely. We yeah. need to talk about that. We'll table that. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get back to that because that is a very interesting thing, especially when so in publishing, like entertainment, yeah. where people come and they're like, oh, it's just, we're just, mm. just doing a little blogging. And it's, it's like, no, we're no. not. This is not a tour. This is not a tour. You got to ask no question. Right. Right. On the record, <laughs> cooperation, yeah, no. Yeah. 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 Oh, so, yeah. given, you know, you both started at such a young age and you've had so much success. When people call you a power couple, that must have even more meaning for you. Because I hear people call you a power couple all the time. How do you feel about that? And what is that? I mean, you know, to have to earn that status individually and as a couple. How does that I feel? Even, I, don't I, don't know, know. I don't even think about that. Yeah. Okay, so now you know feels, how you feel. It, the, it feels weird a little bit. Really? Very weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, well, power in what? Power to do what? I, mean, I think they mean, you know, success, career, manifest. Hollywood, you yeah. know, black excellence, right? Mm-hmm. That's okay. a good place All to right. be powerful. I mean, yeah, I think it's positive, but we don't, I don't know. We don't it know. it oh, makes us feel so funny. <laughs> totally. They're totally. blushing. It's really is it just, yeah. Does it just work for you all, or is it like... No, mm-hmm. it's definitely more than work. It's it's purpose. Mm-hmm. It's um, building, you know, a platform so that we can, you know, build the kingdom so that we can um, help other people, so we can pour into other people. And um, it's definitely, it's a blessing to be able to do something that you love to do creatively, but also, more importantly, to use all of that to do what you feel is connected to your purpose. Um so I think because we very much know that God is behind it and God has literally allowed it, um, I think that's why we get a little like when you say power couple, we're like because mm, we because we don't want to take the credit, you know. We do our best to meet God halfway with our efforts, but you know, a lot of us do that, and so if He's allowed it, it's like we just want to make sure that we stay, you know, humble about what is allowed (laughs) one thing I like about especially in your Instagrams where you know to Megan that you're a celebrity you know and one to us you know but you're also like come to Bible study y'all I'm coming to do this I'm coming to do that you make yourself very relatable and approachable yeah yeah, well you didn't you didn't tell folks that you at Ralph's but still um, how do you how do you balance your I guess your celebrity your career your faith your marriage? Yeah, I mean, um, faith and marriage comes first. Um, and then there's family and there's career. Um, and for me, you know, one thing I started telling myself very early 
you know, when I was younger, I used to love to go out a lot. And um, I remember going out sometimes and, you know, if I didn't have anything going on, I'd wait outside for like an hour and a half. And I'd just be, you know, just waiting to get in. And then I remember when I'd have a big movie out, I would walk in with, you know, five or six of my guy friends. And, um, and then that would change and it would constantly change back and forth depending on what I had going on. So I made a commitment to myself very early to never believe my own hype. And to always remember that it's not really about me. And sometimes people may do things that you feel like are mean. Sometimes people will be overly nice. Whatever it is, it's, it's never really about you. So if you stay you, no matter what anybody else does, and, and the integrity of who you are stays intact, no matter what's going on in your world, whether you're working or not working, rather people are talking about you or talking positively about you. So for me, that that's kind of how I keep the balance is I just focus on being the best that I can be and always being that person regardless. Okay. Yeah. Love it. Um, people can't see Megan, but I mean, her skin is glowing. Thank you. Flawless. <laughs> I received that. <laughs> <laughs> we need to move to California. Okay. Clearly. <laughs> love it. But Megan, you know, I, I also really love that you you are all of us because we all went through that time where we loved to party, right? Yeah. And there's that time, I just want to understand, when do you think the, the change, or not the change, but you were like, you know what? It's time. I don't, I don't need to, you know. To put it to rest. No. You said it. Um, <laughs> I'm trying um, to find a way not to, well, you know. I offend. mean, I'm always going to be a person who likes to cut a rug. Like, I, I like, oh, that sounded so old. Um, <laughs> who likes to dance? We know what you meant. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I love to dance. I mean, yeah. I dance at home. He knows I'll dance in front of the TV when, like, the opening, like, how to get away with murders coming on. Like, I, I always dance. Um, Interpretive so, dance. I'll always be interpretive dance so much. So, especially if Game of Thrones comes on, I'm like, doo, 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 doo. like it's a hot mess. It's My so, kind of girl. Thank you. So, I, you know, for me, I, I started going out when I was about 19, like using my you know, 21 year old sister's passport. And, and I think I went out a lot through like the next decade. Um, and I think when it was time to kind of really, I guess, settle is I guess right when I was getting married. And I think it's because I think I was getting married because I was ready to go into a different part of my life. And, um, and I think as a result, everything was, you know, changing. And for me, it was a little nerve-wracking at first. I tried to hold on to it a bit. But then I realized, I was like, oh, this is not really for me anymore. Yeah. And you just, you see the 25-year-old girls in there, and you know they're dancing for such and such, and you don't want to judge them because you know you might have been them. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> and you, know, so, you know. And you're sitting here with three pros. Okay. Right, right. But it's so pros. hard. I know my husband and I hate when our single friends who didn't get married yet, they, when their phone rings on Friday night and it's them. Oh, God. You're like, no, 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 no. Because know. you know they're going to want to go out. And you know if you go out, you're going to wish you would stay then. And if right. you don't, they're going to make you feel bad about not going. It's and so true. It's, when you're married and you have some single friends, that still turn up and then they try to come oh. for you they be like girl you've changed yes. you ain't the same you know right. since you got married I'm yeah. like actually I'm happier married actually like, exactly you know? yeah. like yeah. the party's in our living room and it's a good one yeah, yeah. Good. yeah. amen amen <laughs> you know, I mean right but it yes. is but they don't care <laughs> cause like Megan I definitely have some moves to whatever TV jingle songs I mean I, she's not the only one I've done it I still do I love, love it, it. Up next, more Yes Girl to come. 
You know what I love about Megan and Devon? They really have branded their love. They really made their next move about being a couple that is spiritual and happy in love. And if you want to brand your business or your personal website, be sure to use Squarespace.com. But Charlie, tell me, how easy is Squarespace? Like, is it... Can everything just be done in one click? What is yes, it? Corey. It's an all-in-one website. You can purchase your domains. You can design your website. You can pick from so many templates. You can you can do everything there. And they have 24-7 customer service. Hey, now. You know I use it. I'll keep saying it. CharliePen.com. And if you want to start your personal website, you can use promo code YES and get 10% off your first purchase on Squarespace.com. Yolanda, what's that code again? Uh, yes, Y-E-S. For 10% off. 10%. <laughs> and it, they offer a unique domain experience. It's fully transparent, you guys. It's so simple to set up. Um, I've done it myself. It's easy. You can do it like 3 in the morning. So go get your, your, your I have CharliePen.com. Go get your name.com or your business name.com. And don't be intimidated. You don't need tech support. They have everything. And guess what? Young girls who really want to be uh, writers and editors and stuff, you can have all your sample, your writing samples on your website so that if I'm looking to hire somebody, I can just click on your, for example, charliepen.com and I see everything you've written. So use it. Yes. Help you get a job. Journalists out there, future writers. Yay. So make your next move. Make your next website. Squarespace. Devon, as a husband, what do you love about marriage? Because I think that women, we all can talk about what we love about marriage, but, well, not me, but I don't want to talk about that. That's not me. Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have an issue. I don't have any issues. But um, what do you love? What do you love about being a husband? You know, it's it's a calling. It's a duty. It's great. And I, I, it's an honor. And I think sometimes, you know, we look at marriage in, in, in a selfish lens of like, well, what can it do for me? Versus if I'm called to it, what am I supposed to do for it mm-hmm. and for yeah. her? And so I love being a husband. Slow right? clap. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, wait I need to, does can Devon have a church? Because I am ready. No, I ain't got no right. church. Um, can I report that? <laughs> <one, laughs> continue. I'm sorry. Right. No, but I, I really believe in that. I believe it's an uh, It's like It's like, you know, if you're going to enlist in the military, that's because you are ready for a certain level of service. And, and if you're not willing to live at that level of service, then don't become part of the military. Mm-hmm. And I think that sometimes, you know, we look at getting married too selfishly. Mm-hmm. It, it is, I mean, beyond, you know, being a parent, which we aren't yet, you know, it's it, being married is one of the most selfless things you can do if you do it to me the right way, especially as a husband, as a man. So as much as her, you know, responsibility as a wife is to help me, sure, my number one thing is how is she? How is her well-being? How is she feeling? How is her environment? What does she need? And if I'm not doing that, I don't care what's going on in my life. How can I be good at my job? So I love it, you know, and I love you, baby. <laughs> um, you know, I love it. I love it because it's, it's just I feel called to do it. I feel like it's it's the right time. And then obviously being her husband specifically is great. You know, every day is different. You know what I mean? Every day you don't know who you're going to get. <laughs> so you just roll with it. Watch your mouth. Watch but it's the mouth. truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. So how do you guys determine, like, your happiness levels as a couple? Like, I want to say your happiness, like, factor or quota. Like, you know, I feel like when you were single, you knew what made you feel good and when you were right. But I know for me and my husband, it's like we, we have to gel as a couple. So if he has a bad day, I absorb that. Or if I do, he does. So we have to kind of work on always, like, that self-care together, mm-hmm. you know? I'm just curious how you guys, like, kind of cheer each other up and get in that. You know, because, you know, life has its ups and downs. Like, yeah, how do we do that? You know, That's a good the- question. 
I don't know. Do I you mean, absorb each other's? Because I know um, my husband will come home and I was like, ooh, I feel your energy. I'm, uh, I'm sad. I think initially we do, but I think like we, you know, like if he's like in a mood, I try to like figure out like how I can help him with whatever mm-hmm. it is that he has going on. If it's a work thing, I'm like, well, you know, what's going on with it? What are the blah, 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 blah and just see if I can support. Right. And then sometimes I, you know, may not be able to help. And so I just try to, you know, cheer him up or talk about something else or change the subject or whatever and and when I'm in a bad mood yeah. uh oh <laughs> <laughs> like, back away I back away. Grumpy. <laughs> no. Uh, no but you know what he's so sweet about it and so doesn't give in to me being moody mm-hmm. that it reminds me that he doesn't deserve my moodiness and then it brings oh. me back to reality and I'm like this has got nothing to do with him I'm just being grumpy so I'll just tell him sorry for being grumpy or being moody yeah. or whatever it is and, and I'll be like alright that's cool yeah. back out. you know you try not to it's like you know it's just you don't try to get that emotional about it you know yeah. what I mean yeah. in any given thing it could be something that she may be dealing with this. It has to do with me. Yeah. So why am I going to be mad about it? It's like, all right, baby. All right, well, okay. Well, yeah. I'm right here. Yeah. You know, I'm right here. You know, and we just we just push through. But normally we don't try to necessarily absorb each other's negative energy yeah. per se. But I think when we're both feeling good, that, that definitely helps. Where did you learn the blueprint of being a husband and being so living such a purpose-driven life? living you know I was raised by my mother uh, primarily my father died when, when I was young and my mother had a, a grand, I mean, my mother, my, he had a grandmother which was my mother's mother and then my grandmother had seven sisters mm-hmm. so we were raised me and my older brother and younger brother were raised by all of them Aww. so that's what that was what life was it was was hearing about what was going on in their life and in their marriages and what wasn't right and what could have been right and and then seeing some of the men and how they treated them and you know so early on really seeing the impact of when you take it seriously and when you don't mm-hmm. and you know always as a young kid being so impacted by them you know i mean these women you know gave their lives really for us to be able to to have the success that we're having now and having such an affinity for them, the desire was, okay, well, I want to be the type of man that would never produce the type of feelings that the men in their lives are producing in their lives. Mm-hmm. So that's where it came mm-hmm. from. That's amazing. Because there are many men who will probably be in the same situation but don't necessarily um, – I feel with you like you take the time – you step back and you mm-hmm. look at it and you deter- You decided that I'm not going to be the man that does that to yeah. to – to my to women in my life, whereas some men, I think they just kind of move yeah. with the tide, you know, whatever. Because you know. it goes back to that. It goes back to that. Either I'm serving or I'm being served, mm-hmm. or being serviced, mm-hmm. you know. And too, I think too often, the way that society teaches marriage, especially is for men, is that oh, you go in and it's the woman's job to serve you. Mm-hmm. And if they're not doing that, then, then fundamentally what that means is that your feelings and your well-being is a priority. Mm-hmm. So any man who buys into that, which is compo- totally wrong to me in marriage, sets themselves up for a situation where they could do things mm-hmm. where it's only about how they feel at the dis- at disregarding how she may feel. Mm-hmm. So I don't believe that. I believe that both have to put in and both should come into the marriage wanting to do right by each other mm-hmm. really more selflessly, not like, oh, let me get what I can get. Because the problem is when we have that mentality, why is the divorce rate so high? Right. Because we come into it saying, oh, well, I no longer can get what I wanted. So let me go find somebody else who can give me what what I want. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, I have to jump in here because Ruby D, before she passed, I yeah. had the pleasure of spending oh, the day with her to talk about her life with Ozzy before he passed. And that was the gem that she left me with. I was like, you know, Ruby, like, how do we make it last and blah, blah, blah. And she yeah. was like, um, young people today give up yep. mm-hmm. too easily. She was like, Ozzy and I had rough years. Not rough weeks or months or days, but rough years. It was like a roller coaster. And you had to ride it out to get back to the good part. And she was like, I hear a couple now. They say, oh, we've been married six months and we're divorced. She was like, they didn't even try. And I really think that speaks to what you guys are saying. You have to see solutions, not excuses. That's right. Mm -hmm. You know, but I think sometimes with love, we we don't know how to do that. We Mm -hmm. jump in, but it's easy to see what's wrong Mm -hmm. Uh and and not what's right and what can be better. Because Mm -hmm. it's so, look, I'm not trying to get on a soapbox. I know we ain't got time for that. But it's it's so much of it is based on a feeling. You know what I mean? And and, and, and the point I'm making about the feeling is that the feeling is misleading. It's like there are feelings and there are facts. When it comes to love, you need to pay attention to both. If you only pay attention to your feelings and you disregard the facts, the feelings are going to go away. And what's going to be there when the feelings go away are the facts that you either looked at or you didn't. Mm -hmm. And in love, when you pay attention to feelings and facts, then you say, oh, okay, I like the facts. Mm -hmm. I like the fact pattern of this person. So even as the feelings go up and down, it's okay because I'm, I'm basing it on the foundation of the facts that I know about them. And that's what's so important. But sometimes we just say, oh, I feel good and love and da 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 And then you, you, know, you make these life-long decisions. And then all of a sudden you say, wait a minute, who is this person? How did I get here? Why am I here? These are alternative facts. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're actually the real facts. Right, but you bought into the alternative facts to get I'm married. Saying. You're like, wait, I, I, I fell in love with alternative facts. It happens, right? We, we, I love it. We love it. I love it. I know I that um, being the product of a single parent home, um, I did not, myself, I did not, um, my husband is teaching me a lot about what um, a healthy family home what it, what it looks like yeah. so i want to know from you guys megan what has devon taught you about marriage and also devon what has um, megan taught you mm-hmm. about yourself and also the the, the institution of marriage <laughs> <laughs> um gosh he's taught me a lot um i think in the marriage one of the first things i think that we both have come to but he's i guess you could say he's taught me that is just in terms of the commitment, it's not always about us. Like he was saying earlier, it's about the greater overall um, intention. And that intention is to serve each other. That intention is to be the best versions of ourselves. And I think that you become that a lot of times in marriage because that person is constantly holding up a mirror, whether you want them to or not, whether they're doing it intentional or not, they're always holding you accountable. And if you're committed to the relationship, no matter what the season, then you will continue to become your best person. Um, And I think that's, to me, is also how you please God the most is because you're willing to to sacrifice and become your best person. Um, I think he has made me... I've always been very responsible as it comes to work because I grew up in the business. So I, you know, as it comes to knowing my lines, being on set on time, doing whatever I need to do, I've always had complete discipline in that area. Um, But in the rest of my life, I didn't have a lot of discipline. I've always been a free spirit. I was a, um, I am a child who grew up, or I'm an adult now who grew up as a child star, quote unquote. Um, And uh, because of that, I was all over the place. Like, if someone's like, let's go to Vegas, I'm like, let's go, you know? <laughs> it's like, you know, four in the afternoon on a Tuesday, you know? Um, 
And so I think that he's given me a lot more intentional discipline, like not the type of discipline that's like, oh, I don't get to do things I want to do or or be free-spirited that way, but it's like it's just thinking about the choices that I make a little bit better and being more intentional about what I want to accomplish. The the whole reason I'm on the fitness kick that I've been on and just really pulling it together is because, you know, I told him, I really want to do action, I really want to do this, I really want to do that. And he's like, yeah, but what are you doing to meet God halfway? What are you doing to bring what you want to you? And what he said just totally turned on a switch in my head, and I just cut everything out and just started, you know, going hard. And and so, yeah, I don't know. He's taught me a lot. I mean, I could think of more things, but those are the things that came to <laughs> to mind. Yeah. Um, and patience. He's taught me more patience. I thought I was pretty patient. But Wait, going back to the action. Yeah. Are you telling us that Devon put it in your mind to do Foxy Brown? No. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, yeah, help, I helped get it done, but I didn't put it in that mind. Was really <laughs> that, was, yeah. that was not that an was exclusive. Good. That was good. Foxy Brown. Coming soon. Coming soon. Actually, that, that came from, I mean, I will say, because I had said I wanted to do action and because he had encouraged me to start working out, it also encouraged me to not just physically get ready, but start going out around town and making sure people knew what I wanted to do. And so one of those meetings um, with um, Tony and Drew, the guys that are on board as producers, and Ben and Malcolm and incredible writers and producers we have, that came from going into a meeting and him saying, all right, what do you want to do? And the first thing I said, well, here's a list of 13 characters I would have loved to have played. First one was Ripley from Alien. The second one was Foxy Brown. And so from that meeting, he was like, we got to make this happen. And then Devon came on board, which makes my heart just totally at ease because I've been through a lot of craziness. And it's nice mm-hmm. to have him on set and also just be, it's going to, you know, to be working together. Mm-hmm. And now when we're away working, instead we're on set working together. That's the plan. So that would be nice. So, yeah. 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 Uh, and then uh, it's about the learning. I mean, you know, I grew up very structured. So it's like almost a yin and yang. Yeah, I grew up structured. It was like literally like our mother, you know, I mean, we're all, I mean, from the time we were three and four doing chores and vacuuming and dishes and all of that. So life has been very regimented. So marrying her, she has taught me to be more at ease, yeah. relax, more free spirited, <laughs> calm Leave down. Leave a dish or two in the right. sink. That's right. That's okay. It's going to be all right. <laughs> right, because she she does likes to do the dishes. Not because she has it. She likes to do them. So when there's too many dishes, it's just like, wait a minute, baby. I'll do the, the, the blender in the cup. But, but you got bowls and forks. No, no. <laughs> I still do them, but I'm like, how are you going through like seven protein shakes in a day? Hey. And use a different cup for every protein. Oh, I hate cleaning. I hate cleaning the blender. Listen, listen, listen. You got it. I even forget to close the cabinets when I'm busy. I'm the worst. I feel you. That's him too. That's him too. Like, you know, the cats are in the cabinets. She didn't ask that question, though. That wasn't the question. I submit to the conversation. That wasn't, yeah. She didn't need no help. That was she out there by I do want to ask you guys. So, speaking of learnings, right, and lessons from marriage, I was arguing with my girlfriends recently about when and how to pray for your spouse, Mm -hmm. whether it's together or for them or both Mm -hmm. or, you know, and we all have different sort of strategies. Mm -hmm. I'm very curious from, to hear from you both about that. Like, I mean, do you pray together? Do you pray at night, in the morning? Do you pray for each other? Yeah. Yeah. Is it every, all of the above? All of the above. above. We pray together. We pray 
in the morning, we pray at night, we pray apart. Is it specific? I guess that's what I'm getting at. Are you like, you know, dear Lord, please let oh yeah, make you know, like Megan get the role yeah. tomorrow or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's very specific. Yeah. Oh, Individually yeah. and and collectively, okay. we do mm-hmm. that. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a, a mix. I mean, we but we don't. Um, just it just becomes a matter of what it is at the moment, yeah. right. but it's definitely an integral part of, of our of our marriage. Because I don't think all couples do that, but I oh, think it's okay. definitely yeah. something to yeah. to consider. I mean, I think we mean well, but I don't think it's something that you're conscious oh. of, like you know, oh, let's yeah. pray together. Today. I think for me, it's kind of, it's a little twofold because it's one, I pray for him because he's my husband and he's my partner and mm-hmm. I love him, um, and I also pray for him because of the man of God that he is, even outside of my husband. I, I pray for God to expand his territory, to expand his reach, for him to be able to help more people. And so they are one and the same, but it's also, you know, double-jointed where it's like this man, period. I just want him mm-hmm. to keep doing God's work and keep reaching people. Yeah. And he happens to be my husband, so I keep praying. <laughs> <laughs> you know? The same. So exact same. Speaking of reaching people, yeah. I know, Devon, you're about to release a book. Or yeah, just, oh or yeah. You, what, what yeah, it's coming out in the it. fall. Well, I'm working on it now, but it'll be out in the fall. It's my my next book called The Hollywood Commandments, uh, Spiritual Guide to Secular Success. And, and it's, uh, did I read correctly? It said, you said it's stuff they didn't teach you in that's church. That's right. The 10 laws for your success that uh, that I learned in Hollywood that they don't teach in the church. Uh, because what I wanted to do, you know, it's like when you look at the Bible, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were in Babylon. And they really didn't experience success until they were in uh, Babylon, and not only did they not experience success, but they also didn't really experience God at his fullest until they put him to the test in Babylon. And so what they learned from Babylon was very essential to how they navigated the success that they had. And I wanted to write a book about what I've learned in Hollywood because I see so many people, specifically people of faith, who who don't understand that spirituality isn't just the weekend. and that And, and because the church has been teaching a culture of fear, most people from the church are, there's a line. Oh, if you go too far, if you, you know, there's that line. Don't, don't be in the world. Don't, don't, you know, because then if you go too far, you're never coming back. So what happens is we begin to self-regulate and we never achieve and go after the thing that God put in our spirit. So the, the goal of the book is to literally push people. I mean, the first chapter is called prayer is not enough. Okay. And, I, and it's not it's not talking about prayer is not good. Prayer works. And I talk about it in the scripture all through the book. But it's like, listen, you got to pray and then get up and go work for what you just prayed for. Mm-hmm. And in the praying, because so, so many times in the church, we talk about the praying and the singing and all that kind of stuff. OK, but you all have high powered jobs in a, in a really high powered environment. OK, how do you how do you take what happens on the weekend and apply it? How does it relate to how you deal with your colleagues? How does it relate to how you position yourself for, for, for promotion? What happens when they offer you a contract and you're like, this is not my worth. What do I do there? Mm. The book is going to answer all of those questions from what I've learned in Hollywood. So it's really a manual for personal development and a manual for success. And I believe that when people apply these commandments, they're going to get closer to God because you're going to see more of what God has planned for us and it's amazing. And I've been in Hollywood for 20 years, you know, going back to intern for Will Smith, 20 years. And I've seen God more in the industry than I have just going to church and having a great experience because I've had to put him to the test. I've had to stand on my conviction. I've had to say no to some things. I've had to, you know, get those moments when I thought things were never going to work out. But when I stayed true to who I was, stayed convicted on what I was supposed to do and kept believing in him, I saw amazing things happen. 
And that's why I'm writing the book because I really want to push people and help hopefully release them into their destiny. And sometimes we're so conditioned to just like, oh, regular stuff. When you hear Hollywood commandments, you're like, what's that? What do you mean? You know, even people on Instagram, people, I mean, the, the posts I made, people loved it though, which I was really good. But some people, what are you talking about? Guys, not, and then like, go if you guys ever look at the editorial. So people, I posted a baby, I don't know if you know, I posted a picture yesterday. Uh, was yesterday or Sunday uh, about the vote from right. the photo shoot right, right. and got you know went crazy on Instagram Facebook all that kind of stuff and so there have been some Christian sites that have already picked it up saying oh you know Devon Franklin writing a book you know <laughs> about Hollywood's commandments is that, is that the voice is that the voice that's they the use <laughs> that's the voice <laughs> so that's a long answer to your question yeah yeah <laughs> But that's my hope with the book, and, and we're going to go all the way there with it. Wow. Yeah. Uh, wow. Thank wow. you. Wait, Thank so you. when is Foxy Brown coming? I need to know. Well, we're going to be in production in September. That's the plan. Yeah. Right now we're working on the script and mm-hmm. basically just getting everything ready and figuring out what it's going to look like, what it's going to be, what is the world going to be. Um, but so far with everything, we're really, really happy. It'll be more current, um, but it'll still feel exactly like Foxy Brown, and it'll be in It'll be on Hulu. And it'll be on Hulu. So you got everybody gonna have to get Hulu. I have yeah. Hulu. Oh no, All I right. have Hulu. But I'm yeah, on it. Watching already, it. Oh. We on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. And we'll edit. Right. Right. We, we'll we'll edit. We will edit that part we'll out. Hulu. Devon was like, "That was a receipt. Y'all ain't got the receipts. Y'all watching who? Y'all over on Netflix. Y'all need to." Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Uh-huh. That's right. Yes. That's right. We're gonna bring all the folks. Hallelujah and Hulu. So I, I do want to um, let you know, Megan and Devon, that on Essence.com, you are like we have something called the SEO, which is search engine optimization. So it tells you how people come to your website, right? Oh, so cool. so each week we get a each day we get a report and guess who's always there? Always. People are always searching Megan Good and they always <laughs> come to essence.com. <laughs> so we are wow. very grateful for you. Oh, oh, thank you. That's awesome. That's awesome. You, you win the us, award. You bring oh. us a lot of traffic. Um, yes, but I, I do want to ask you cuz you will literally blink and our editors at the at the office are like, whoop, Megan Good blinked. <laughs> so we're all on our computers and we write. Like, I, I, I just want to know, what is it like for you? Like, you change your hairstyle, we write about it. You, like, write one note and we write about it. What do you think? How does that affect you? Like, do you think it's like... Uh, um, You know what? Truthfully, it makes my heart smile. Because yeah. I... No, seriously. Because I think... I went through uh, such a phase in my 20s where I felt very, uh, like, unaccepted and very um, judged and very much, like, people couldn't see my heart and just, like, who I really am at the core. So I think anybody who says they don't care about any acceptance, I think, is lying to some degree. Somewhere in there, you care a little bit. And so for me, it's just, it's a blessing. It makes my heart smile because I'm like, thanks, guys. I love it. Well, you make us smile. <laughs> me too. Yeah. Me too, baby. Make me smile. You're me over the holiday break. Like, Devon went to Jordan. Oh my God. Oh, right yeah. about it. Oh, wow. That was amazing. It was amazing. If you have not gone, yeah. you up the photos, gotta go. I'm sure you saw it. It was beautiful. Yeah. 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 Okay. okay, so thank you for not thinking we're stalking. I know. No, no. Sometimes feel like no, no. they must be Thank like, you. oh my god, Megan must be like again, Charlie. Again. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but you know, and our readers are—they're inspired by your love. So oh, yeah, I think you guys really keep it up. 
No, thank you do. for coming by to share of it course. in Hollywood. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks to our guests, Megan Good and Devon Franklin. We love you guys. If you enjoyed these conversations, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of Yes Girl, such as our juicy conversations with Tiny Harris, Niecy Nash, and Remy Mon Papoose. You can find these on Apple Podcasts or Google Play or Spotify or wherever you hear your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review while you're there. Keep your comments cute. Hey. Thanks to the folks at Digital Media for their production work. And thanks, of course, to our sponsors, Squarespace. Please support them the way you support this podcast. We'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks, guys.